Zaman in one of the parents' meetings that took place many years ago, it wasn't here in in the U.S. It was in Egypt, and after the the the, the talk that was given was given by a knowledgeable priest, an influential priest. But after the talk, the people started to ask questions, as usually happen in, in parents' meetings. The people have questions. What should we do? What can we do? How can we do this? How can we deal with this with our kids? So, one of the questions came and and said, I have a lady stood up and and said, I have, I I, I don't remember, two, three kids, same parents, same house, same way of parenting, same everything. It's a very different. Even their appetite to be with God, to live with God, to live a spiritual life, very different. We as parents did the same thing to both of them or to three of them. Why would they be different in their approach to God? And then there were, there were many opinions. And then the, the, that priest he didn't say anything. And the lady stood up after long discussions and, 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 and went and directed, redirected the question to him and said, I need to hear your opinion, Abuna. And he told her, I don't know. I don't know. And, and I think he was sincere. We don't know. This is a, a question I don't think that anyone can give an answer to. We can have some clues, but we cannot give an answer. Why the same message might be received by many, but everyone would react to it very differently. Yes, you might say the circumstances are very different, We are talking about kids who are growing up in the same household, in the same circumstances, with the same parents, who are doing the same thing for all of them. At the end, everyone make his or her own choices. The reason why I'm I'm talking about this is that every day we come to church, Every time we listen to the gospel, every time we hear even the words of Jesus Christ himself in the gospels, I'm not talking about the epistles, I'm not saying the epistles are less important than the gospels, I'm saying even Jesus Christ himself, the words that are recorded by him, they are always a calling, come to me, follow me. 
do this, do that. Reactions are very different. And we are perplexed by this question. However, I don't think we need to dig deeper into that question. We don't need an answer to it. I think what we need is, what should I do? What should I do? And I think what should I do is follow him. I think we, we kept wrestling with the question, we will, we will not be able to go anywhere. You know the, the statement, nature or nurture. People are wrestling how the, the, the nature of each one, the, the, the traits of each one, the personality by which each one is born. You can see little babies, babies. There might be twins. You can see how different they are from each other. I think many of the people who have twins, they are, I mean, sometimes they are even, they are even similar twins. And they are very different. However, the one thing I know, the one thing we can give an answer to is that I control my own decisions. I control my own choices. And I should make a decision to be one of the real followers, the real believers of God. I wish that I am one of the people who will res- respond tenderly, respond positively to the call of God. Death became the inescapable fate of all human beings after the fall of Adam and the corruption of the the human nature. Thank God that Jesus came. And and by the way, today, in the, the, the Catholic epistle from St. John, he was saying that the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. So the inescapable fate became escapable, easily escapable. But it needs one thing, that we follow Him. We follow Him sincerely. We follow Him from all our hearts. I think this is the, the one thing I can give an answer to. I don't know how, why my, two, my, my kids are different. I don't know. Why they respond to every message differently. I don't know. And I cannot control that because we don't own even our kids. The only thing we own and we control, fully control, is ourselves. You might say, uh, this is not practically true. Because there is things we want to do, we cannot do. There is bad things. The evil, I, I don't want to do. I do the, the good things I want to do. Sometimes I am not able to do. This is the groaning of the conflict we have inside us. Because we still have the, the fallen nature. We didn't completely get rid of it. We might argue about that. 
But this is not a good argument. Why is, is it not a good argument? Because when you see and feel that conflict within you, which is in all of us, then you need to make the right choice. Go to him. This is what he said. That his love was manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. So if you are seeking life, go and seek it through him. That's why his call to today was, I am, I am with you. I am with you. A little while longer the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. As long as we are living, as long as there is a breath coming out of, of our mouth, as long as we are still living, it's, it's a call, it's an opportunity to live in the light. To live in the light. But it's our choice. Hopefully we make that choice. Every time we listen to the word of God, every time we come to church, or we follow the church through live streaming, every time we listen to God's voice, we need to be reminded that we need to make a choice. We are controlling. We don't control anything. We don't control anyone. We control ourselves. And if we found ourselves that we are not able to do the right thing, go to him and ask him. That's why prayers are a power. We pray and ask. That's why the, the, the readings today gave us, <clears throat> I I'm I'm, can say three measures, can help us assess how much are we doing our, our choice, our, our, we are making our decisions concerning following God. There is a negative one. The negative one, this is like many of the, the rulers and the, the leaders of the Jews. The, the gospel of St. John, the gospel that has been just read, it was saying that many believed in Jesus. They couldn't reveal that. They knew the, the consequences and the repercussion of this. They knew that they might be spelled, rejected from, from the community of the Jews. And they didn't dare to do that. And many of the leaders, they are leaders. To be leaders, they cannot follow Jesus. They cannot submit to him. So they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. So pride, the self, the ego, are one of the things that be a barrier. And that's a big, that's a huge topic. The ego can be manifested in so many ways. But at the end, if I said myself, the, the foolish rich man, his problem was that ego. The word self was repeated five times maybe in that short passage, that short parable. The problem is his self. 
That's why we, we go out of ourselves. I've been asked to speak about getting out of, out of our comfort zone for a youth meeting in Egypt. Zoom now is making everything easy. So it's, it's our call to get out of our comfort zone. Because the more we are in our own comfort zone, we are self-centered. We are dead. I'm thinking, I think that we are created in a relationship. What I mean by that, we are created after the image and likeness of God by a breath from Him. And His breath is not something that happened. My breath it takes... I mean, to, to, get, to have the air get out of my lungs, it takes a few seconds and that's it. But the breath of God is a flow of life. When Adam and Eve decided to disobey God, they were separated from Him, separated from life, and that was the natural consequence of that separation. But God didn't leave them. He restored them. Into that relationship. And not just that. After Adam was created. He needed a helper like him. So God created for him Eve. Adam and Eve through their bond and love. They were able to have a fruit out of that love. Which is their children. That's what I'm saying. We are created into a relationship, into relationships, relationship with God who granted us life, relationship with people like us, and, and that love can, is so powerful that it can produce human beings like us. That's why when we get to our own comfort zone, to our own self-centeredness, we are dead. We are moving toward our death. And we are choosing death. I think you have heard me before saying that. Sometimes death is a choice. Or actually the favorite choice of many. Whether literally committing suicide. Or or practically by living against the, 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 the way of life. So the first thing is pride, self-centeredness. The second, the opposite of it. We, we hear the same in, in the, the, the epistle of St. John. He, he speaks of the love of God. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us. If we, we knew that we live through Him, then the only way to abide in Him is to love. And we draw the power to love all the people around us, even our enemy, by two means. The first that we see His love to us and even to His to his uh, persecutors. The other is, we take power from him, and we ask from him, 
that he pours his love in our our hearts so we can overflow from this love to others and that's how we change our hearts become softened instead of hardened the more we look for ourselves the more we became hardened this is the 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 junk food if the junk foods the junk food affect the arteries and the veins of the body because fats start to accumulate on on the the walls of the arteries i think the same is happening when we we love ourselves that's very harmful to our inner being and the more we love the more we become healthy the last thing he said by this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of 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 his spirit the third thing so so he said there is one harmful, harmful thing the, the the pride the self-centeredness the other thing is love this is a measure of how are we making our choices or how i am making my choices the third is am i led by the holy spirit or not and that's why we seek the holy spirit to lead our way we were reading at the doc last friday we were reading the ezekiel 47 and ezekiel god at the, toward the end of the book of ezekiel so he was he, he in the, the beginning of the book he was saying there is condemnation coming into the the israelites because they worshiped the idols in the temple of god in god showed ezekiel many forms of the idol worship that the israelites were were practicing in the temple there is a fancy term for this they call it syncretism syncretism when you you make your own belief from different and and sometimes uh, opposite beliefs or gods or whatever so they were doing this and that's why god said they're going to be exiled from their land that the temple will be destroyed but god never never left them toward the end of the book he showed them images of the restoration so he said i told you that the temple will be and by the way the book of ezekiel spoke of and prophesied about the destruction of the temple before it was destroyed and the prophecy extended until after the, the destruction of the, the temple so the book and the prophecies that ezekiel gave in the book of ezekiel were before the destruction the destruction took place and then he started to speak to give them hope yes i told you the the temple will be destroyed because you didn't worship me in it you worship your idols however it was destroyed but i'll restore you i'll restore a temple in you and not just that god showed ezekiel for eight chapters or nine chapters the last nine chapters a great temple a huge temple it wasn't real but it was an image that i will restore and in the book of in the chapter 47 he showed them water coming out of the temple and and 
the angel or God himself even was walking Ezekiel in that water. And the water was going higher and higher to the point that it cannot be passed. And, and all the fathers interpreted this image as this is the work of Holy Spirit that can, that can change, that has un, un, endless gifts if you decided to live by the Holy Spirit. And not just that, he gave another nice image of, of God healing, healing the water of the Dead Sea. And if you want to know anything about the Dead Sea, the Dead Sea is, one, the lowest point on earth. 400, I think, meters or feet below sea level. This is not important. What is more, more important, it's called Dead Sea because it's the most saline water, hyper-saline water in all the planet earth. So, there is no life. Someone was explaining this. He says, you can see the, 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 the fish which are coming from the Jordan River down to the Dead Sea. And as soon as the fish would touch with, with the first sip they have from the Dead Sea, they die instantly. No life in the Dead Sea because of its salinity. So God showed, God showed uh, Ezekiel that the water that is coming from the temple can heal this water. And this water can have plenty of, of fish. All the trees around the Dead Sea will be green and, 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 and fruitful. It's a way that the Holy Spirit can work even with me, the sinner. I think these are three images of choices we are called to make. We don't know why our kids and how and when they will react to the messages of God. We don't know. We, even our kids, whom we raise, we don't know. However, we know one thing, that I'm responsible of myself and of my choices. The good news is, the more good choices I make, the more these choices will affect many other around me. And hopefully we make, every one of us would make the, the, their own choices to follow and live according to the love of God, according to the Holy Spirit, not according to the self. And glory be to God forever, man. Hallelujah.